Need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor? May be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about? Or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China? Then this is your show, China Business Cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another China Business Cast. This is Shlomo here, and as always, hello, Mike. Hey, hey, what's up, Shlomo? I'm good. I'm good.、Um, we're in episode number seventy-eight, and how are things going with you? It's doing doing great as always. Busy, and、uh, I, I just feel like I'm not as cold as you must be. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. You're doing okay with the. There is a snowstorm outside. The,、um, the, yeah, it's supposed to be even worse in the next,、uh, let's say, two hours. Yeah, it is pretty snowy outside. It snowed the whole day.、Uh, so we went out to build a snowman with my daughter, which was fun. Snow angel,、uh, which was the first time I did it.、Uh, you don't get much snow in Israel,、um, but I am flying back to Israel next week. So, and in Israel, it's practically summer. Um, don't know about Fahrenheit, but it's like over thirty degrees centigrade. So it's totally different weather. Totally, totally crazy. Yes. Yeah.、Uh, uh, so I always we were talking before, and a little bit shy to bring it up, but my my birthday is coming up. So I always I've never heard of it snowing snowing on my birthday. I mean, that's right. I grew up in well northeast, but yeah, it's.、Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so still, it's away, but still, it's like so. Mike lives in、away. Mike lives in Shenzhen for how long now, Mike? Ten years. A bit over ten years. Okay, ten years. so you don't have snow for a long time on your birthday. You should make that switch in your head now. <laughs> no more snow on your birthday. True. <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. We have、um, anyway. next week is、um, there are more events. So there is a Passover is coming up next week, and this. Um, so happy Passover to all our Jewish listeners, and it's also this year coincides with Easter. It's actually the same day, so that's April first. So also happy Easter to all our all those who celebrate it. I I don't know if all 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 you know Christian branches celebrate at the same time. Actually, not not too sure, but I think it's the same week or so. So anyway. Uh, so happy Easter, guys! Happy Easter, everybody! <laughs> happy much, Easter! Much holiday here, but there is the, we were as for those in China, there is a Chinese, you know, Chinese、uh, are celebrating tomb sweeping holiday called Qingming Festival. So yeah, there seems like there's holidays all around. That's a little bit later though. That's when is that? That's on April fifth, technically, but. It'll probably extend to a longer weekend. That's a Thursday. So this tradition in China, you、uh, people go to their ancestors'、uh, graves and sweep them and clean them and taking care of them. That's the tradition. Am I right? Yep, that is right. I believe we're both. We need、uh, some of our team to help, maybe, but we have some. But yeah, I, that's about right. I think. Does your、uh, wife's family, family? Does your、uh, family? I mean, your wife's family celebrating this? I, I mean, I think everybody takes the holiday, but I don't know. You know, just like a lot of other holidays around the world, most a lot of people don't really celebrate them、uh, mm-hmm. as they sh- should. It's just more like a sh- day off. But, but、uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll be doing something. It's usually eating. <laughs> <laughs> 
same with Jews. <laughs> Celebrate okay. eating. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I guess. Okay. We got a lot of shouts, shout outs for today. So here's the first one. And this one is for Harrison Jacobs, um, which I met last week in New York. I mean, I, I, uh, here for a visit for a month and, uh, Harrison got in touch with us. He's in our uh, China business cast, which group, uh, and he happened to be a, a reporter from New York. So I was happy to meet him. So thank you, Harrison, for getting in touch. And that was a cool, cool meeting you. Um, and yeah, please, uh, Stay active in the group. And we also have a review for from Mangus. Um, he's a Shanghai vlogger. He has a he has a actually a, a a vlog on YouTube. You can search him up. Uh, that's Shanghai Vlogger, and he gives us five stars. And he says this by Gamer Manage from Sweden on March 18th, 2018. Um, actually, Mangus, um, we don't know what gamer manages, so just write at the group, what, what do you mean? We're not sure. Um, so he says this, your podcast is amazing. Yay! I have learned a lot about business in China through your podcast as a vlogger and business owner in Shanghai. This is the podcast I'm waiting for every week. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Mangus. And uh, guys, we need more reviews uh, that helps us go up in the charts and get us to more listeners and um, getting a larger crowd and more people in the group. So obviously more people, more fun. Please do. Definitely. Yeah, we we really appreciate it. It's totally free, of course. And there's a little bit of magic. You got to look into the ratings and reviews on iTunes in the computer version. So, so hopefully you guys we, can we have a link that. on we, the show notes of how to leave a review right i believe so yeah we have this so yeah do you guys try to businesscast.com and then there's i believe a leave a review button on the right column and also some more shout outs verena on our team so thankful that she had been helping with her expertise to get the WeChat group active, and she's talking to potential guests and potential sponsors. She's based in Shanghai. Thank you so much, Verena. And also, thank you, Grace. She's down here in Shenzhen, and she's very excited to be helping with the production management, getting the show, get the guests lined up. She did a great job on our last show. That was her first time to do it, and she did great for her first time, and this show will be her second. So thank you, Grace. Awesome. Okay. Today's guest, Mike. You interviewed yep. Max. Okay, yeah, and this this week's episode was when I was up in the chat conference in Shanghai, and we got to sit down with Max Rech, and he is a program director and assistant professor at international affairs at ESSCA, which is a bridging. They basically really bridge Europe and China. So, of course, we talk about that on this show where we're comparing the European culture and bridging with Chinese business and startup ecosystem and the things he's noticed between these two uh, very amazing places. So let's tune in. Tune in. All right, everybody, from the rooftop at Ch Chat Conference Shanghai 2017, our first recording to, of this, uh, of this uh, event, we have Maximilian Reich. Thank you for being here, Max. Max is okay? Thank you for having me, Mike. Uh, great pleasure to be with you. Yeah, it's great. So you're you're going to be sharing at the conference, and we thought for those that couldn't make it, or maybe even that want an encore of of your your sharing at the conference, we could talk. And I I uh, did my best to make a good you know uh, 
outline to talk about is adapting the business model for targeting Chinese youth through digital marketing. But maybe before we get started, uh, do you want to give people a brief introduction of, of yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, we're indeed here on the rooftop of The Place, China Chat 2017. And uh, it's a pleasure to uh, be organizing this event, which takes the latest trends in digital marketing and uh, tries to dissect what exactly we as foreign businesses need to focus on. Uh, why would I care? Well, um, I am the academic director of the MBA DMB um, or the... MBA in digital marketing and business, which allows European, young European students to get to know the Chinese market. Okay. So basically what we try to do is to bridge from platforms, from tools in the West towards platforms and tools in the East. In the end of our one year curriculum, the students will be able to master both, uh, you know, Google AdWords, so they will get their certificate, but they will also be looking into how to program mini programs on WeChat. And so in the end, they might be able to work with uh, European companies, foreign companies active in China, or which is uh, getting actually a little bit more important these days, work with Chinese companies that went abroad and want to do business in Europe. So this is where we come from. Um, of course, uh, marketing to the Chinese youth, uh, to the Chinese millennials is uh, interesting, but it's complicated as well. So in that sense, uh, the question that you have to ask yourselves is how do I reach them? How do I get their intention, attention? And how do I engage them to uh, then also like my brand and eventually become loyal? Something that's very difficult in the Chinese market. Uh, but also, most importantly, how do I convert them to actually make a buy? That is... That's yeah, quite a bit of content to cover. So we'll try our best today. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's fascinating as as foreigners in China, we're always trying to bring together, you know, uh, East and West, right? So the bridge is what you've called. <laughs> yes, uh, bridging the gap, maybe. <laughs> yes. And there's still quite a bit of gap. Yeah. So first, as a, a question I like to ask is, what do you think getting started with China, they should come here, or if they're maybe in back in Germany. What, what should I be thinking about first to, to, to even have a chance at understanding China? Right, right. No, I mean, I think uh, that uh, most importantly, you have to actually know what you're talking about. So um, understanding the Chinese con consumer is of uh, fundamental importance. Is it different from the European consumer? I don't think all that much, but still you need to adapt your offer. You can't just take the product or the service that you have and which works well uh, in, in one market and simply uh, copy and paste it to the Chinese market. No, instead you need to adapt it and uh, make it uh, a lot more... Um, pertinent to the Chinese consumer. Now, this starts uh, from simple uh, color coding of the product uh, to um, maybe uh, a little bit more of a, uh, I, I want to say, cutification, something which we don't necessarily <laughs> like in the West, right? Cartoons I mean, make it cartoons, make, <laughs> yeah. it, make it cute, make it colorful, uh, make it flashy. Um, you know, I think in Europe, um, many people think about minimalist beauty. And I think in China, it has to be flashy. It has to be entertaining. So this is the first step, maybe. Then subsequently, you need to understand, okay, what kind of platforms do Chinese spend their time on? Now, at China Chat 2017, we always see how WeChat is the number one platform where 
Chinese spend their time on, which means that you have to get the platform right and then understand what kind of content Chinese consumers would like to see. So add value, uh, try to um, provide them with something they need, try to understand them and adapt it to the Chinese market. Awesome. Yeah, great answer. I know, especially European, I think even more, they're very clean. They like it to be minimalist, like you said, and uh, plain and, yeah, I would say neat is the word. Uh, the European style I know as an, as an American is always the very proper dress, proper home set up. But yeah, I think in, in China, it's cartoon and, and happy, cart, happy faces and almost like kids stuff for big, bigger people even. Yeah, there's many good examples. I mean, for example, we work a lot with brands, right? So um, in, in the programs that we run at Esca School of Management, we have uh, a lot of brands that want to enter the market and we try to provide them with a, a useful you know, insight into the market. Look at ice cream. Um, there is a couple of uh, Italian ice cream makers that uh, now put ice cream into the shape of a bag. Now, we're talking LVMH bags or other bags, uh, a bag that, you know, every young uh, Chinese woman uh, dreams about in terms of, like, uh, uh, having it. And then now you can eat it as an ice cream. Just imagine that, okay? <laughs> so this looks cute. It is innovative, uh, innovative. And, uh, you know, in the end, you'll be happy to, 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 to cater to the Chinese consumer. And the Chinese consumer can take a selfie with it um, <laughs> and can show his friends her friends hey i've i've done this this weekend and it's been an amazing experience so in that sense experiential marketing will help um yeah catering to the chinese youth it is true and then i'd love to hear your perspective about the market i mean we're talking about wechat almost this conference is almost called a wechat conference but i think there's more to china than wechat i I think, and then also maybe even more specifically within the youth, are they all in WeChat? I mean, where should where should brands look to reach the Chinese right. youth? No, I mean, we, we have been organizing a, a workshop on KOLs this morning, key opinion leaders, right? And we have been trying to figure out how to increase return on investment from KOLs and with KOLs in the Chinese market. It is very complicated. Um Look at it that way. We're talking about millennials, right? Um, the attention span of millennials is uh, relatively short and they do not like the same format uh, as uh, you and I may, may like. So videos work very well. Now, where can you put videos? Not necessarily on WeChat. Now, on WeChat, you can do inbound marketing, a lot of content marketing. You can provide them with uh, tutorials on how to do it. But uh, this will always be in written format or it has to be a rather expensive H5 campaign, which uh, then comes as a sponsored ad, which is, again, expensive. Instead, maybe you would want to provide a video a tutorial which can be uh, passed on via QQ or on Weibo. Um, both these platforms uh, are, are a space where a lot of KOLs are active, uh, Chinese KOLs are active uh, in the market, and um, they have quite a, a high followership. So the numbers, I mean, WeChat is what, 890 million monthly active users? QQ is about the same. So yeah. in that sense, it's not a space which is, uh, to forget, quite the opposite. It's very interesting, especially if you look at video content. Um, one last bit on it. Some people in China talk about first tier, second tier, third tier, fourth tier, fifth tier cities. So basically, uh, first tier cities is uh, um, 
Beijing, Guangzhou, Beijing, Shanghai, uh, Guangzhou, and Shenzhen. Um, and then you talk of second-tier cities such as Hangzhou, which are maybe not as well-known in the West, but are still considerable consumption hubs in China. Um, then you talk about a third-tier city, and nobody will have ever heard of that uh, outside of China. Uh, people in the past considered these to be different markets. But recently, if you ask the CEOs of various companies, they don't consider Shanghai to be different from a second or third tier market. It's just a couple of months or maybe half a year in advance. No, the second and the third tier city will quickly catch up and the desires of the young Chinese that live in these cities are more or less the same as in Shanghai today. So in that sense, um, don't underestimate the potential that you can have in second, third, fourth tier cities because this is a huge business and uh, maybe a less competitive marketplace than uh, you know than Shanghai or Beijing. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would agree with that. And uh, so, engaging the youth, targeting the youth in China, I don't, I don't know. Is there any? I was wondering. I don't know if it's. Is there any restrictions on targeting certain ages? I mean, even in the West, there's you know. You know, predators or bad people that do bad things to young people. I don't know if there's anything like that in China, but I know, at least I've heard in, with pregnant women, it's hard to target pregnant women too much in China with like baby milk powder and things like that. From what I've understood, do you know of any or, or, or is it, is there anything that brands or companies should be aware of? Yeah. I think, um, compliance is key. You have to comply with all rules and regulations in China. Uh, this is very important in uh, regular business. This is even more important in the online space. Uh, we have had the cybersecurity law that was recently updated and uh, every company has to comply with that. Um, looking at the gaming industry, because this is very popular with the Chinese youth, okay? There have been... Um, recent examples of, um, of, of games that have taken up maybe too much time mm -hmm. of young people. And uh, then the, 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 the state said it's not maybe that good to have our youth spend so Always much time on online. Always be on a video game. So instead, I mean, they could be sitting in the library and uh, read a book and learn even more. So here, of course, you have to think of A, compliance, B, on... Uh, yeah, let's say addictive practices. I mean, yes, if you're in the gaming industry, uh, you know, you, you better make sure that there's an educational value to your game as well. Then you'll be fine. Sure. So maybe what should somebody do if they want to get started? Uh, you do you you do an exchange program. I think people coming here is that a good way? I think coming to China and seeing it yourself or somebody in your company uh, is that a good way or what are some other ways to get your feet wet with, uh, with, within digital marketing here? Right. I mean, there's a, a couple of actors that can help you. Um, we've been working uh, in Brussels beforehand with the uh, European Union uh, institutions and agencies, and they can support you in the first steps on the Chinese market. There's the uh, EU SME Center uh, who is doing good work on that, and there's the uh, EU SME IPR help desk. Uh, now I'm using a lot of abbreviations, so <laughs> let me try to help you there. Small and medium-sized enterprises, they don't have a whole department dealing with 
China. Mm. If you're a multinational corporation, China is an important market and you will have a department which easily numbers uh, 50, 100 people and they will know the Chinese market. If you're a small and medium-sized enterprise which wants to enter the Chinese market uh, via digital marketing or digital means, then you will not necessarily know what to do first. So there's a couple of agencies that can help you. In addition to that, I mean, actors like us uh, that <laughs> allow for an exchange uh, are very important too, of course. I mean, you know, you, you do half a year in China, you do one year in China, one and a half years in China. This will um, allow a student to already understand the market. Um, if you hire one of our graduates, I mean, hey, they, they know what they're talking about because they've been exposed. Exposure, I think, is important in the Chinese market because it moves so quick um, that you have to stay on top of the game. Simply look at bike sharing you know it's not an invention of yep. china but it originated in oh, really? let's say paris okay Philippe, oh. uh, but it had uh, fixed stations now the chinese reinvented it and made it available uh, geolocating a, a bike uh, in your neighborhood and thereby no longer having a station and all of a sudden there's not ten thousand bikes not uh, one million bikes, there's six million shared bikes in China, uh, which means that the, the pace at which development yeah. is taking place in China uh, necessitates you to actually come and witness it with your own eyes. I feel like the bikes came out like a year ago. I it was like... March 2016 when yeah. the first Mo bike was on yeah. the street in uh, Shanghai. So that is what, uh, uh, one and a half years ago, barely, not even. Yeah. And um, and now you see O bike and Mo bike and Ofo mm -hmm. uh, conquering European cities. Yeah. And uh, this is a very new development, but I'm thinking that it's going to go very quick. So yeah, come to China, see it with your own eyes, and uh, then you'll be able to 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 understand uh, and experience how the Chinese are using their mobile phone, uh, use mobile payments, uh, integrate uh, the, the the mobile phone into their daily lives, and forget their wallet at home because yeah. they know that they can pay with their mobile phone. It is true, and the youth is even more so. Some of them ask me, "Why should I bring a card? Why should I bring a wallet? I have my mobile phone." And uh, if at all, you bring a rechargeable uh, battery so that Back you can up. always be uh, connected. Soon we'll be connected to in our body. I think right. <laughs> seems sooner than I we might think. Like the China Business Cast and want to get involved? We have special offers for supporters of the show, starting from just one U.S. dollar and up. We have something for everyone. Check out all the different ways to engage at www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. That's www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. Thanks. Maybe we learn from mistakes. Is there any maybe common mistakes or pitfalls or or? Or example, bad examples you'd want to share that maybe you could remove some sensitive names, but some kind of uh, things right. we can learn from. Right. I mean, hey, uh, every company fails when they first come to China. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, right. the question is, uh, how can you fail quicker and hence learn from your mistakes? <laughs> um, no, I think if you go about it with an entrepreneurial spirit and you uh, you try to not be afraid to fail, then you will quickly adapt to the necessities of the market. Um, don't put everything on one single option try a couple of things and if one fails then you still have uh, two three more options to go for i would say many companies had difficulties with their names in the beginning so try to uh, have an appealing name try to have an appeal 
which is where we come back to actually the very first uh, first elements that I pointed out. Try to be a little bit flashy, a little bit more colorful. Try not to copy paste from your home market into the Chinese market. Try to adapt it and maybe you know establish a, a new brand if if your brand is not yet worldwide known because the brand name will not necessarily get you, get you the sale. You have to adapt it to the Chinese market. In terms of mistakes, yeah, this has been great already. It's interesting to see how preparatory work is maybe useful. Um, we have worked with brands in the past trying to understand the Chinese consumer. Now, uh, do a survey, do a second survey, do a third survey. Try to understand uh, how exactly the Chinese consumer is ticking. And in that moment, you can do a focus group and some A-B testing, and then you see what works, what doesn't. Um, I think uh, this is a good opportunity to uh, understand your your target audience, um, mm. work with a couple of different, you know, marketing personas, and and then you can adapt your product or your service accordingly. Um, it will not work out in the very beginning, but you'll get there sooner or later. All right, I like this. Um, anything? We're getting towards the end. Anything positive or, or a good case? I don't know if you can share actually a brand or a company or or some some examples we could we could learn from that went well. Let's think of some of the well-established brands. Uh, sure, they have of course been able to sell on the one hand their national image. Uh, a lot of German brands were very successful in China. Um, but then the question is, how can you integrate latest technologies in digital marketing, such as, for example, customization? Um, if you look at the sneakers industry, uh, sports shoes, etc., some are more successful than others because they allow the Chinese consumer to customize their shoes, right? And if their shoes are customized, uh, then the Chinese consumer feels like they can have a say in how exactly they will uh, experience the brand and be able to show their specific personality by using this brand and this shoe. I think customization in that sense is a very positive example of how you can succeed in a market. That is a good one. Especially for youth, but I think everybody likes to be able to say they can they can customize a product. Right. And for a negative case, I mean, I, I do think that, um, you know, some of the German automobile brands were early arrivals in the Chinese market, had a little bit of an Eldorado, and then um, failed to move towards the next stage, uh, adapt their automobiles to the Chinese uh, to the Chinese market realities and uh, I think that them now facing local competition um, where there's either a hybrid or or purely battery driven um, electric motors in these cars uh, they kind of seem to have missed that train mm. and hence they are losing market share which is of course uh, problematic but these are not necessarily digital marketing examples. Huh? Well, I think it's still good about marketing in China. Is, is what we right. talk about here. Right. I think. It's I mean, the other day we did a we did a project with um, with a discounter. I mean, there's many German uh, or, or European discounters. I mean, be it uh, Carrefour, Auchan, uh, Aldi, etc. In the market, and um, I, I think when they move into the e-commerce space, they can 
stay ahead of the curve. Um, creating uh, a brand page and uh, branded space on Tmall Global and then on Tmall in China is a good way to target the Chinese consumer. And um, e-commerce is, of course, very, very successful in China. Very successful. And uh, the logistics and supply chain allows for not seamless, but relatively convenient delivery to either the office or uh, a Chinese person's home. And in that sense, if a foreign brand manages to have an attractive online marketplace to choose and customize the products and then get them delivered to the Chinese youth home or office address, then I think uh, success is uh, relatively likely. I like it. There's customization and everything. So one of my last couple of questions, this sounds a little bit expensive, <laughs> customization, localization. I know it's a big question and it's a, maybe you can give a range. How much should a, a, a business maybe... We have a lot of SMEs listening, or of course there's brands listening. What's the number range that you would say to like make some kind of movement, make some kind of impact into China? Right, impact uh, in China? <laughs> Not possible. No, think about it that way. Um, a niche market in Europe and a niche market in China is not the same thing. If you manage to cater to a niche market in China. You are talking about a full-fledged market in Europe. Wow. A niche market in China can be multi-million consumers. Hence, the amount of money that you have to foresee necessarily has to be higher as well. Now, some things are cheaper, some things are not. Uh, we know that China is getting more expensive, especially the first tier cities. Um, and uh, labor is getting more expensive and uh, China is trying to move up the value-added ladder. That means that you know, you cannot imagine to enter the Chinese market, which is so big, um, with too little money in your hands. I would suggest that you focus. You focus not on China. Don't understand China as a big <laughs> monolith. No. Think about provinces in China, which are the same size as a European member state. Think about municipalities in China, such as Chongqing or Shanghai. And if you run your product or service in this market and it works well, then you can always scale. So in terms of an order of money, hey, it really depends. If you do search engine optimization really well and you get content marketing going, which is a cheap way to, you know, uh, have your product being found, then you will get off uh, uh, cheaper than when you do search engine marketing, which can quickly become very expensive in China. So uh, think about the return of investment, return on investment. Um, and in that moment, you'll be able uh, to, to gorge your potential market of consumers that are willing to buy your product. And at that moment, you know better what to invest. This is good. It's good. Um, somebody said 500,000 RMB. At a meetup yeah, the other day, I would say that's too little. Too little, wow! 
I mean, come on, 500,000 renminbi, that's, uh, that's less than 100,000 euros. So in that sense, uh, uh, what, what do you want to do with it? Again, if you, if you uh, start up your business and you, you want to invest uh, in China, that's of course enough. But one uh, search engine marketing campaign will cost you the same amount of money. Mm. Once working with an agency, that will cost you the same amount of money. Um, so in that sense, think of what exactly you want. If you start up with... Um, uh, 250,000 renminbi, uh, you can start up your company. That's that's totally fine. Uh, you can do some guerrilla marketing. You can do search engine optimization. I'm sure you will sell a couple of products. But, you know, once you get into um, into professional search engine marketing, uh, 500,000 renminbi is not a lot of money. Okay, great. Let's give some people some real thinking here. So this has uh, been a great interview and let's get back into the conference. How can people find out more about you, your business or connect with you? Sure. Um, you can go to www.esca.fr. That is E-S-S-C-A uh, .fr for France. This is Esca School of Management. Uh, we have uh, a little campus here in Shanghai since uh, about 10 years. And uh, apart from that, we're based uh, primarily in France and uh, also in Budapest and Shanghai. So in that sense, uh, uh, come check out our website um, and uh, find out more about the programs that we have on the market, be it uh, China, Europe business, be it the uh, MBA in digital marketing and business or other programs that we offer here on the ground. Um, and one last advice, Please, uh, yes. China changes, China that changes is. quickly. So stay curious, uh, stay in touch and uh, come discover it. Yeah. It's fascinating. Come meet us over here. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll also link it up on the show notes so people can find it quickly. Thank you again, Mac. Maximilian. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Cheers. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry. China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.